And now, great moments in presidential history. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Uh I believe that together we can make America great again. Do you have to bleep the word ass, by the way, in 2019? Hmm. I don't don't know the answer to that. I'm asking. It's an honest question. Uh, You can tweet me at Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I don't Uh, think you do. It's like everyone's got an ass. It's like having to delete the word or bleep the word nipple. Yeah, just see, I don't know. It's just, I don't have I, I would think in polite society, we've, we've actually stopped being a polite society. I don't know. I don't think ass is the, the problem. But anyway, uh, name of the program, uh, it's called Everybody Calm Down. It's hosted by Jimmy Fallon. That's me, head writer for the Kennedy program. You can watch me on Fox Business Monday through Thursday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to me as the host of the Blue Rush podcast, which is a New York Post vehicle uh, that operates on behalf of the New York Giants. We started the show in week eight because, as I was saying the other day, the Giants haven't started playing yet. Why should we? Right. Really that bad. You know, and I don't want to be a critic because I love the team. I grew up using them in Tech Mobile. <laughs> I don't want to turn on my old video game avatars from the, the 80s. Sure. But here we are. This is what it's come to. Uh, big day on the show today. Alex Meals. He worked uh, under Speaker of the House John Boehner up on Capitol Hill in the swamp, as they say. Also worked... Uh, For Jason Chaffetz, he's a fun guy. I see him around Fox News all the time. Uh, Former Utah congressman. I've done a lot of TV with him, actually. He guest hosted the Laura Ingram program a few times when I was on. I love those transporter films he does, too. Chaffetz, (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) What was the guy's name? Because I'm not completely getting the reference. Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah, he does all those stupid where everybody's driving a Mini. I love it. And they're going to rob a bank. Yeah. I don't know with the, the mini, you can't hold that much cash in the mini. You know, that's why they got to keep making sequels. If they could just get the, the one or two big cars, they could get all the cash in once, and then we wouldn't need more Jason Statham's. But today is a different type of action film, as we'll be talking with uh, Alex about all things politics, because he is a guy firmly entrenched in the day to day goings on of Washington. And this is the kind of show we do. Yesterday we had on Nick DiPaolo, mm. we talked about comedy. Today we'll do a little bit of politics. Tomorrow, Antoine Seawright's on. Nice. And he's going to try to explain to me why, I don't know if you know this, uh, Mayor Pete Booty Judge, gay mayor from Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, they just did internal polling in South Carolina. They conducted a focus group. What percentage of black voters do you think would can, would support a gay candidate? Tell me what percent you think. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, just give me a percentage. 50%? 50%? Uh, yeah. I'll try a little lower. Okay, thirty-five uh, percent. <laughs> Try a little lower. Oh, why see this is going up? Seven percent. But do you <laughs> keep going? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> if this is the Price is well, Right, you might as well tell me you that. are wrong. Yeah. It is less than one percent. Oh, apparent. I got to ask him about this. Yeah, but apparently, uh, the black community is not a fan of the gay. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Which statistically, I would think is wrong because isn't three and a half percent of the population gay? I don't know. I, I don't probably probably <laughs> didn't what was it what was the old joke like every group's got a gay friend look around if you can't find him it's you <laughs> every, every, well, I think three and a half percent of this room is gay anyway, <laughs> by default yeah you're just talking about the decor I don't have to take that Sean Barry uh, it's nice to see you. it's nice to be back on the show today um it's, you know it's been a busy day of tv and radio busy week of tv and radio for us we got a nice write-up the other day by the way shout we out did. to those folks in Hollywood who who threw us on their list of what were we called? We were called Eleven Killer Conservative Podcasts, mm-hmm. which I resent. Like I want, I like the attention. I like that anybody would listen to us at all. But this is an apolitical podcast, and I cannot preface that enough because I know a lot of you are listening for the first time only because no one listens to this show twice. And, and, and no, but the truth is, really, um, we don't care which way you lean, and I don't know that we lean anyway. And I'd be upfront about that. Um, you know, he said you get the the review, which was very flattering. He said we were really funny and our friends are great and he yeah. loved our 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 manifesto of right. don't be a Republican, don't be a Democrat, just don't be an a-hole. Um, be a makers guy, mm-hmm. treat people right, be cool. I really loved the flattering write up. And it was an honor to be included with these the big name podcasts. Yeah, man. 
I most of them I had heard of. The Joe Rogan guy I'd never heard of, but I hear he's <laughs> doing all right. And there were like Adam Carolla was on there, yeah. and you know David Rubin is great. Um, but the point is, it, it, it was a nice review. But we do have to push back a little bit because I don't want that to be the characterization of the show because I really do think we're trying to cut through the partisan, you know, divide. Well, he does mention that. I think he starts off with that. Why would, oh, this, he be says he, in, why would this be in this list? You know, yeah. And then they say, but. Oh, he says because he writes for Kennedy. You get the feeling he leans yeah, to yeah, the right. But exactly. they're trying. Okay, cool, cool, He cool. kind of does preface it a little. All right, well, let me call my cousin in Staten Island and cancel the hit. <laughs> I had a guy going out there. You know, I was reading the study the other day, by the way. This is a bad sign for the Trump economy. Some guy was arrested for uh, trying to kill someone else. He was a hitman. Okay. He had been hired to kill someone else for $800. And I'm like, but that's a bad sign for the economy when murder is only going for $800. Seriously, taking a life. Like, where are those indexes? You know, they're like, well, the price of corn usually means the incumbent goes right back into office. Where are those other indexes? (laughs) You know, (laughs) the price of a hired hitman on Staten Island has fallen 21%. Oh, my God. Like, we need those are the real indexes that tell you the truth. Like, you know, you can always tell, you know, how a sports team is doing based on the rate of population outside the uh, prostitution outside the arena. That's true. You know, high foot traffic, good hookers, winning team. Anything that uh, uses cash. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, Nick's right now, the hookers are suffering, but the bars are cleaning up. (laughs) Everybody's drinking their face off. And then they can't even put out for the hookers, which is unfortunate. We need to do something to get things right for the hookers is what I think. What do you think? Yeah, it's about time. We did something well, for the hookers well, the, in this country. The hookers probably appreciate the fact that they don't have to do anything other than talk to you now for the hour. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're hammered. Yeah. It's because they have to talk to you for like the eight minutes and then you pass out. Right. Do you want to get a pizza? <laughs> we need to help the hookers. I'm Hillary Clinton and I approve this message. But today, of course, not about me. Not about the hookers. Not about our pushback against uh, this conservative characterization of our podcast. And by the way, the idea that millions of people have heard this is bamboozling mm. to a guy like me. Um, but we'll take it. It's exciting. I, I, I'm glad this is resonating with somebody because we care on this show. You know, we're trying to help. We're trying to help out, Sean. Yeah. Uh, because, we, you know, be cool, man. That's all we want. So we just want you to come on and be cool. But it's not my day. My day, uh, this day, again, belongs, <laughs> it's crazy, uh, to our man, uh, Maceo Barry. He won Star of the Week yesterday, uh, yesterday. But you were not on the show because you went there to make a presentation. That's right. How'd that go? It went, it went really well. Oddly enough, that's one of the hardest rooms to work. Is there, <laughs> is there the a kid ro- room? Yeah, the room with a bunch of six-year-olds. Ha- have you ever done comedy at a college in 2019? <laughs> oh, You're like, yeah, it's good to be here. They're like, what do you mean it's good? It's not yeah. good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad time when I was five. Yeah. The word good upsets me because that wasn't good. All right, but anyway, talk to me about your six-year-olds. Yeah, so I, I basically set up a couple of congas and my clave paddle, and I gave them, handed out a bunch of egg shakers. And uh, I started it all off with uh, my introducing myself as, hello, children. No. <laughs> and they, they thought it was hysterical. So right there I had the room uh-huh. and, and made me feel more comfortable. And I pl- played along with them, showed them some Nickelodeon stuff I worked on as well, so oh. sound design and all that. So. Oh, you did Nick- well, Nickelodeon stuff. That's oh, yeah. It. They, th- they literally, uh, one kid told his dad uh, later on that day, I got a text message. He's like, yeah, uh, Michael just got uh, home from religion and says, uh, Maceo's uh, dad is famous. No, come on. <laughs> so because I've worked on some Nick projects, I'm famous now. Sean Barry, a yeah. big hit with the kids, and you good. played bongos? I played congas, yeah. So you did all your, well, you didn't do all your talents, because no. I, didn't, I didn't read a story about kids playing beer pong or anything like that. That would have been a great story. Yeah, I am the retired champion. But Star, but star of the Week is a big deal, because they don't give it out to just anybody. It means he showed up and kicked ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's right. all these other shitty kids that get anything because they're not star of the week but i i like star of the week because we need to keep score if we're going to get anywhere as a country we need to keep score and uh so i like it was he pumped did you do you get him like uh does he get like a flying saucer like do you do something like that he was just super psyched because ultimately he sits next to me during the whole thing and uh-huh. you know i'm his dad and, and he's just he, he's just so excited he doesn't even know what to do with himself he's Aww. making noises and, he's wiggling know. and yeah exactly pumped up and and he's well he's a star yeah he's the man well, i was saying yesterday it's all downhill from here <laughs> yeah, i know you got a child star sean mm-hmm. way to go let's see if you're gonna be billy ray cyrus or one of those other bad that billy ray still stuck around he took oh, yeah. his tractor to the the old town road made a couple more bucks mm-hmm. i don't know which way this goes for you uh but apparently you've got a star kid so you better start playing defense can do lincoln <laughs> <laughs> no, well lincoln's great 
<laughs> telling, I'm telling all of his filthy jokes in boardrooms now. <laughs> like whenever I have one, I just put it on him so I don't get fired. There you go. I'm like, listen to what my kid would say about this. <laughs> it's like I'm in the meeting with the hiccups. <laughs> but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your kid, Sean Barry. We Thanks, give man. a big shout out uh, to the great Macy O'Barry for doing it. I never won Star of the Week. I was an Abby Lane All-Star once. Oh. And they gave you a Carvel flying saucer. You got a little thing to take home and put on the fridge. And they gave you a Car- Carvel flying saucer. And oh. every house I'd ever been to, that that little, it looked like a permission slip. It was basically like a little rectangle piece of paper. Oh, okay. Everyone I ever went to had ice cream all over it. Because <laughs> that's what they did back then. They'd hand you an actual flying saucer in no case. The napkin was essentially the thing. And then right. you'd bring it home to your parents. You couldn't even read it because the ink was smeared. You know, it ripped off. Most of the paper ripped off your fingers because yeah. they had ice cream sandwich. Stick them mm-hmm. on there. Oh, yeah. Something we could fix. If somebody wants to sneak in and win this election, figure out the ice cream sandwich sticky situation. Yes, sir. It comes right off on your fingers. Look at how fat our population is. For real, if somebody ran on an ice cream sandwich platform, right. probably get a lot done. Could be us. Yeah, Fela Barry. Fela Barry. 2024. Well, Fela Christie. <laughs> oh, yeah, guess they, they know that's an issue. <laughs> that's a campaign promise that would be kept. Right, I'll be Secretary of State. I love it, Sean Barry. When we come back, Alex Meals, he worked for the Speaker of the House. He joins us on Everybody Calm Down. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. It's the best time to be here. Indisputable truth, Sean Barry. It's never yeah. been a better time to live in this country. You know? From, anywhere. From anywhere. There's never been a better time to live anywhere. This we're here. 2019. We, we get the joke. We're winning. We're, we're appreciative of our unique American privilege. The show is called Everybody Calm Down because we want you to look around and get it too. Right. And if you're serious about calming people down, you got to do things like have Ohio people on. Like our next guest, you bring on an Ohio boy. Mm-hmm. Cause these are calm people. They go to Cedar Point. They ride roller coasters. They eat fair fries. Mm. They drink natty lights. They punch their relatives at parties. <laughs> you're not supposed to be taking out your stress on Twitter and getting each other fired. You're supposed to be hitting your relatives like yeah. a grown-up so you can hold on to your gainful employment. Uh, Alex Meals is on the Mictor's voice line. Hey, Alex, what's happening, man? Hey, how are you? You forgot about the elephant ears. The, oh, I love an elephant ear. Oh, my yeah. God. Come on, man. Come on. You stop it. My wife Googles them on porn sites. Like, they are <laughs> so good to an, to an Ohio girl. Yeah, those are the best, man. With the, with the uh, what is it? What kind of sugar is that? Is it just powdered sugar? What the hell is it? Yeah, yeah, it is just powdered sugar and a lot of fried. A lot of fried action in there. It's pretty good, I have to say. You know, I don't go to many fairs. I think that's more farther in the Midwest, more like Iowa. Mm-hmm. Indiana, you know, in Ohio, I like to say we have the um, the comfort and the culture of the Midwest, but the brains of the East. Oh, that's what I like to say. So you're yes. an elitist douchebag prick, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have a few. You know, I, I mean, seven, seven, possibly eight presidents were from Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, depending on one uh, between us and Virginia. So there are many things about Ohio which I'm sure you don't know, which I'm sure I can tell you about. At one point or another. Wow, the Ohio. Now, mind you, I am married into an Ohio family, by the way. Correct. I am married uh, to a lovely gal from Wapakoneta, Ohio, right on the border. So you married up. Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) That's really funny because my GPS, the first time I left my house, it it was like in eight miles, pull over and dump her. (laughs) Don't do this this to yourself, Alex. How you doing, though? Everything's good, man? You getting ready to head Uh, over to Fox News? Uh, Yes, sir. I'm doing well. It's a great day, by the way, out, out here in Jersey. You should get out here more often. Um, sun is shining. It's no longer rainy uh, over the past few days, so it's a great day. No, Jersey's lovely this time of year. The landfills are in bloom. 
Uh, it's a really great time. <laughs> it's a great time to be there. You can see the smokestacks from miles. Yeah, you can see the smokestacks. The visibility is great. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't always. They're not as tall as the women's teased bangs, but you know, if you get around the woman, you can see them. No, I love New Jersey. We make fun of it a lot on the topical storm. But I, I uh, own motorcycles, and I've driven all over Jersey, and it's actually really nice once you get beyond the immediate like right. metropolis outside Manhattan. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you this, or, or at least set you up for this. Our audience is in. Completely familiar with our friendship because we were on Fox News Radio the other day. I don't know that all of them heard it. Uh, judging by the ratings, though, Sean Barry, a good percentage of them did. We had a big day Monday filling in for Guy Benson. So look at us. Nice. We got the Alex Meals bump. But the point is, Alex, I wanted to give everybody a little bit more of your byline. Uh, you're obviously a superstar producer of Fox News, but you worked for both uh, John Boehner, Speaker of the House, and Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz, a mutual friend of ours who's a fantastic guy and a big fan of – he loves to show me viral videos on his phone, Alex. <laughs> Chaff- oh, yeah, all the time. Chaffetz's oh, yeah. favorite video ever. Do you know the one – where, because he's shown me like 20 videos, but do you know the one where there's a little kid who they've given him the ball on like a make-a-wish night and he's running down the field and then somebody from the other team just mauls him and tackles him before he can get his touchdown? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that like a year ago, I maybe? Think, yeah, I and, saw and I, that. Yes, I saw I, it on SportsCenter and or something I, like I that. Think it's it actually, ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think it's actually like a fake video, right. but it's still the concept is so funny. <laughs> And when he showed it to me, you know when a little kid is like so overjoyed they can't express themselves, so they just start waving their hands? He handed mm-hmm. me the phone and was waving his hands like a toddler <laughs> who was seeing like his first costumed Mickey Mouse in person. It was amazing. That, that doesn't surprise me. He was always very active when he was in Congress on social media and everything like that, so he loves it. Who is, who is the OG? Like, if you get past Trump, because Trump is actually, you know, his, his superpower at social media is that it's unfiltered and everything he does gets amplified because of who he is but there's quietly a lot of good twitter guys that are in government like i consider orrin hatch to be one of the wittiest funniest guys on twitter do you have another sleeper pick for me and don't say mitt romney he's a dope no (laughs) that would be the ultimate sleeper because he had his own um that's funny no you know you know, I don't because a lot of a lot of those good folks left, you know. I mean, Trey Galley was always fire, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Jason Chaffetz was always fire as well. I mean, Matt Gates is out there a lot. G- Gates um, is going for it. Gates is like yeah. he should be called Pizza Gates because he really yeah. gets into it with the scrums right. and the conspiracy yeah. theorists. Go ahead. And Lindsey Graham isn't bad, you know. I mean, in terms of just folks being real, not like whether or not you believe Mm-hmm. You know what they say, but just folks being real, he's he's not bad as well. No. So all right, so so a couple of good good government Twitter follows you would recommend, and that's why you come to everybody. Calm down. Can you give us a Democrat? We're supposed to be a bipartisan, friendly, inclusive show, and you're just shouting out Republicans like it's going out of style. Now they're going to call me a hate monger. No, no. I'm going to say Nancy Pelosi. Of course, why not with that photo <laughs> that she had trolling the the president last week, where she was standing up. Yeah, right now she's she's the uh, the best Democrat on Twitter for, but it could be for a very brief time. We'll, we'll never know. You never know. Well, it depends because if uh, the people's pantsuit gets up off the mat and runs again, she's gonna be- she's a troller in chief. Yes, now. that's her. Uh, you know, that's her new title, troller in chief. I don't know what you know what the end goal is for this, but she definitely yes, you is. Do. Uh, yeah, troller in chief. Yes, you do. You know what the end goal is, and I know what the end goal is. So let's start there. The New York Times has a write-up saying that the Democratic Party leaders are panicking because they don't believe any of these candidates can beat Trump, and they're starting to search for outside candidates who could jump in, like Michelle Obama, uh, you know, a Bob Iger or Michael Bloomberg, or dare I say, a Hillary Clinton. Um, in your head, Alex Meals, you're a political insider. You've you've swam in the swamp for years and years and years. Is Hillary coming? Who? Today? No. Okay. But maybe ask me in December, possibly. I think December is the cutoff date. To get I in. think the last that you can get in is December. I think that's also the cutoff date for Iowa and things like that. But the Democrats, they have they, you know, they have a whole different primary season caucus than the Republicans do. Mm-hmm. And it's more beneficial for, you know, uh, with the with their delegate system uh, in order to have people enter the race uh, later than others. Okay. But at this at this point in time, no, I don't think so. But what I think is funny is everyone wanted Biden to come in back in 2016 when Hillary was having all, all of her issues. Uh-huh. 
and now they all want her to come back? It it makes no sense. <laughs> no, nobody does. Well, that's why I always say every time I hear people look at our political landscape and go, the American people deserve better. I'm like, no, they don't. We deserve exactly what we're getting because we've kind of made all of this happen. Um, my takeaway is that obviously she wants to do it more than anything in the world. And obviously, I think she wants to run on a short track, meaning if the rest of the party implodes, she can get in later in the race. Because the truth is, there's too much name fatigue for her to be in there now. But if this turns into a white knight situation where she comes charging out of the locker room like it's a WWE match and she only has to sprint from, say, the spring to the fall, then it's a doable story. Because there's yeah. one there's one scenario, which is the only one I could see her getting in on, and that's a brokered convention. Because if they all hold in the middle at 20 percent, none of them are going to have enough delegates, Warren, Sanders and Biden, at which point you could put anybody onto the floor uh, in July. Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, that is correct. Now, you, yeah, it, that would be the untraditional way of doing it. But in terms of her getting in the spring, you have to have a whole campaign infrastructure, folks on the ground. You've got to have people who want to work for you, too. And then that would mean they'd be quitting all the other campaigns and probably joining hers. Well, so I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into it. But you're right. A broker convention would probably be the most if it doesn't happen by December. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the most realistic point for her to get in. Wow. Um, That'd be wild. It would be wild. I mean, do you, you hear these stories like, oh, Joe Biden's going to drop out? I don't I, you know, and, and that would get Bloomberg into the race. I don't know that Joe Biden wants to be there at this point. He's not campaigning like he's into it. He's campaigning like his wife wanted to be first lady really bad. So she's hitting him with a cattle prod every morning and making him get out of bed and go give a speech. Do you is his yeah, I, is his heart in the game? You've been around this uh, a while. You know, I think his heart is in the game, but I think the game has changed. Okay. It's no longer what it was in the 70s when he first ran or the first time when he ran for president in the 80s or, or, mm -hmm. or even – 12, 11 years ago in 2008, 2007, when he ran, the game has changed and he hasn't adapted to it. You know, I wrote, uh, I wrote a piece last fall or last spring about right before he got in about how he is going to be Jeb Bush 2.0, wow. all the money, all the consultants, all the advisors, but there's just no energy for him because, with the American people because they, they've seen it before, you, you know, know and, it, and they're over it. Well, you know what the problem is, too? When guys run away from what they're good at, I think I mentioned this, you, this to you on the radio the other day, like Mitt Romney tried to pretend he wasn't rich, like he ran away from his success. I think mm -hmm. Joe Biden should run on what he's good at. I think he should be like, hey, I love sniffing hair and giving unwanted back massages. I think <laughs> I think based on the traffic numbers we get every month from you porn, there's a big market for a guy like Joe Biden. who's <laughs> like, I'm into feet. Yeah. I like sniffing hair. <laughs> Driving trans. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think you have a point. I think that's just a genuine self. You yes. Know? People just want authenticity. Yes. I mean, people know who Uncle Joe is. He's been in front of the TV for 50 years. I, I know. Mean, People know who the guy is, and he's trying to rebrand himself as someone he's not, and that's the issue. And that's why people love Trump because that's who he is. Yeah, there's and no that question. Is it. And, and they just want authenticity, especially our politicians who are the one of the most least authentic professions. Yeah, I mean, out there. I'm so. I, it could be the least authentic. Yeah, but, it's up there. Uh, I mean, I've spent some fair. I spent a fair amount of time in Hollywood. It's it's pretty close. But you no, know, you're right there. You're right there. You know, it's like, you know what I think uh, is. Uh -huh. Sorry, go on. No, no, you you finish. You're the smart one. Go ahead. Hey, I was just gonna say. I mean, you didn't mention Buttigieg at all. And I know we talked about him a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think uh, what I think is funny here is he's he's part of this this uh, this secret group in New York. If you go back to the April 2019 story in the New York Times. The what to do about um, by uh, sorry what to do about Bernie. Sanders caucus yeah. Bernie caucus and I think now it's the what to do about Warren caucus and Buttigieg it was the only presidential candidate in those meetings with Neera Tandon who's at Center for American Progress with Chuck Schumer Nancy Pelosi it was half a dozen people and if you look at this story in the New York Times they talk about half a dozen people in New York City Manhattan to be specific are upset with the current direction of yes. this primary mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking it's got to be a little bit of overlap it's the same thinking it's run along the same storyline it's literally six months later almost to the day and um i just think we're hearing from the same people again the same people that talked to jim kramer at cnbc that talked to the new york times it's the same people who are upset mm -hmm. over what's going on and, and what i want to say is there's a story 
um, I think yesterday, the day before, about an uh, internal Buttigieg poll. I think it was yesterday. Yes, we just brought this up in South Carolina. Right, and how <laughs> terrible he did. And so I, 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 with, with African-American South Carolinians, and, uh-huh. and you think, are these two related? Like, uh-huh. did this New York Times story come out? So then folks would think maybe Buttigieg could be that guy, but yeah. then this story just knocked him just down. Kneecapped I, it. Well, we're going to have uh, Antoine C. right on tomorrow. Do you know my man Antoine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a great one. And uh, he's from South Carolina. He's worked on the Clinton campaign, and he's pretty well-versed in all things 2020. And I have to ask him about this because Buttigieg consistently is getting 1% support in the black community. And yesterday's folk, the article that came out about the for, the focus group specifically quoted people as saying they were uncomfortable with his homosexuality, which means you can't fix that. That's not you know what I mean? That's almost like a generational thing. You can't right. un, you can't undo that in one campaign. So I think his goose is cooked, so to speak, and uh, it's not looking good for him. But again, no, I, I, th- yeah. I, I think he would do better, you know, to embrace his gayness. Uh, then he would to kind of remove it from uh, the presentation. You know, people, they're all trying to minimize flaw. But as I was saying bit earlier with Biden, the one thing we keep learning from Trump is that the balls to the wall, warts and all approach is what's resonating with voters. So I think, you know, if I'm if I'm booty judge, I'm going straight Liberace the rest of the way because people might like it. They might find it funny. Uh, They might appreciate the fact that he's almost celebrating who he is as opposed to calculating how much of who he is you can have. I think that's been the message of the Trump era. Just throw the fastball and don't even worry about where it lands. And I think I think he's been blessed with bad opponents because they're all doing this now. They're all uh, becoming too calculating. And they're all mm-hmm. poll testing every word that comes out of their mouth, and it looks inauthentic, and they can't beat him. Um, here's a question, though. Let's talk about problems Trump's having. Um, you know, they're giving him a lot of crap because yesterday he said that this whistleblower uh, effort to impeach him is starting to sound like a lynching. And obviously a lot of people got upset about that because it has civil rights connotations. Uh, I am going to talk to Antoine about this tomorrow because he was on CBS yesterday and was furious. Mm-hmm. But my question is, and this is a, a genuine question, is what is the real difference? Like they've these are the people that have been calling Trump a Nazi for three years and saying he's ushering in the new Holocaust. What is the difference? Is it because he's speaking to the specific plight of a, a group of a ra- racial group, or or is there a difference, Alex? I mean, these are the same people where five House Democrats called you know the Clinton impeachment a lynching as well in 1998. Yeah. Jerry Nadler you saw that. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Nadler. Mm-hmm. Nadler, Danny Davis, Gregory Meeks, you name it. They um, they literally, but I want to clarify, they literally said in 1998 this is a lynching, and mm-hmm, now in 2019 correct. Trump's like this is a lynching, and they're like, how dare you, sir? And that's why right. nobody, that's why no one should take politics seriously. But continue. So these yeah, people, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I just think that, I mean, look, I, I mean, pre, the president back in 2015, 2016, he ran on, on persuading the media to talk about him mm-hmm. in, in every aspect him. And so I, I almost want to say that this was a calculated move in order to do this. And then, oh, look, Joe Biden said the same. Oh, look. Danny Davis, Gregory Meeks, Jerry Nadler, they've all said the same. Oh, and by the way, there is this Taylor testimony on the media where we're going to be the Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? We we lost you there for a second, Alex. I don't know if. Uh, Sorry about that. I could still hear you, and I kept talking, and then you guys kept talking. <laughs> well, I, I guess this would be the time to tell you we haven't had your mic on at all today. This was just like oh, <laughs> son of a gun! I just wasted the it last was, twenty it, minutes. Yeah, of my it, was, life. it was a make a wish. We just wanted you to feel like you were on a happening show. We're like, we'll we'll call him up. We can let him ramble, and he's never going to listen anyway, right? Who and cares? then you tackle tackle me at the end. I yeah, and then it. we tackle yeah. you just like a Jason Chaffetz video. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, big stuff. Um, so yeah, I do think there's a little bit of a semantical double standard in play i don't i think the situation's too complicated for anybody to care about it like long term um but i i guess where we're at right now is because we haven't finished the 2016 election we've already kind of entered the 2020 election i think most people are indifferent to what's going on i think people are bored right now and that's where i think (laughs) i think there is an opportunity for an outsider to jump in and shake this up because we already have election fatigue we've been watching democratic debates since june They've all been mm-hmm. on the news every day, and uh, I just I think we're past it at this point. So there is probably an opportunity based on the Trump chaos, whether it's manufactured or not, 
uh, based on the fatigue uh, of this, you know, nominating season for the Democrats, there could be somebody to get in. So answer me these questions. Michelle Obama. Will Michelle Obama stop sailing around on yachts with like Steven Spielberg to do this? I don't think so. Do you? No. No, no chance. I do not. Her life's too good. Why would you give it up to come be a part of this? Because this is hell for all intents and purposes. Like you've got to be kind of nuts to want it at this point. Um, do you- she could be a senator, though, at one point in time, I think. I think she could run for Senate. Okay. I mean, listen, I think she could run in, in, in this primary because she has overwhelming favorable numbers. But I don't actually don't think she can win. Because it's one of those candidacies where the media would have to carry her. But maybe the bigger obstacle, too, is that, you know, 10 years ago, she ruined school lunches and made every kid eat mandatory vegetables. Well, those little bastards are old enough to vote now. And they don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) They do not forget that the woman made them do that. So that's an issue. Um, There was talk about uh, Bob Iger. Oprah keeps saying she doesn't want to run, but she wants Bob Iger to run the Disney guy. Right yeah, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that happening any e- either. Um, I mean, all, all these folks have skeletons in their closet that, that no one's touched. No one's looked at. I mean, political campaigns are, are known for that. Finding the things that have been buried so deeply uh-huh. for so long. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Michelle Obama, Bob, Bob Iger, especially we have no idea. I mean, I'm not insinuating anything, but none of these mm-hmm. people have been critically looked at by opposing political campaigns yeah that's and so while, while all these people sound good on on the on the forefront mm. I, you never know what's hiding okay i know i agree with you i agree with you there it doesn't start till you get in the ring um because you're only seeing the positives like yeah i mean to be honest with you politics really is like a first date in that everybody is you know leading with their positives minimizing their flaws but you know they're out there and i think right. you know honestly i think dating i think relationships would be so much better if your ex wrote your profile And they literally just led with the things that she couldn't stand because some people would, (laughs) but some people might even be okay with that. Yeah, turned on by it. Yeah, some, you know, some people might, you know, be bothered by it, but there's an efficiency to leading flaw first that I think could help. Ooh, smelly feet. Oh, just get it out there. Yeah, just get it out there. I think is that, I think, well, that was Anthony Weiner's campaign slogan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that we could go with that again. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. Uh, Poor Alex. He's trying to run a classy show. (laughs) Guy works at the Capitol. We're sponsored by a a whiskey distillery, Alex. I don't know if you got the memo on that. We get a little. Hey, hey, my wife is from Louisville, Kentucky, so we know all about bourbon. I'll tell you what. Stop it. We're going to go. If you would go with Jenny Fallow, we'll take you to the Fort Nelson Distillery. Mictor's opened a massive distillery in downtown Louisville. And uh, Mm -hmm. they've been promising me this free tour that I've never gotten for some reason. You know, it's like that. My dad told me we're going to take me back to Disney World. I haven't seen my dad in 20 years. I don't know that. I don't know that we're getting this trip, you know. Right, right, right. My dad went on Mr. Toad's wild ride without me, (laughs) but uh, he'll be back. We'll find him. Don't worry about it. I know. But uh, but yeah, Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to Mictor's and get crocked. It would be great. You can see me and Jenny. Me and Jenny, uh, we only fight on vacation. So if this is a pseudo vacation, you can watch her take a swing at me outside the Galt House in downtown Louisville. They have, uh, have you ever seen that hotel where they have all the Kentucky Derby winners? Oh yeah, it's great. It's they, great. We actually, we had our reception at the Brown Hotel. So oh. we've been all, like for our wedding. Yeah, we got married in Louisville. So, so we're, fancy. we're all about it. So fancy. Yeah, well, I didn't know this, but at the Galt House, they have like statues of all the winning jockeys from the Kentucky Derby. Like life-size? Yes, so they're three foot one. Right. They're all adorable. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, these miniature statues are amazing. And the guy was like, I don't know. These are the real ones. They modeled for these. But um, (laughs) yeah, they have handprints in the cement. They look like, you know, you were laying cement on your patio and your kid put his feet in it. It's really cute. But yeah, we could go there and get crocked Alex Meals. Why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we do that? Hey, it's a great American city with great American spirits. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. Oh, God, he's such a good diplomat. You can't get him to say a bad word about anything. <laughs> you started off by plugging Jersey, you dare. You have no oh, integrity know, on I this know, call. I know, I know. I've only been here about a month and a half. You got The honeymoon is still on, okay? I, I, I mean, get it. I, I moved from Manhattan about uh-huh. three years there. The honeymoon is on. I've been here about, you know, what, what did I say, a month and a half. So ask me in six months. Did you go house or apartment? I went house. Yeah, went that's why. You, yeah, you love it because nice. you have space. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Oh god, there's nothing like space. Yeah, I did the same thing. We lived in the city a little bit. Lived in Jersey City, so I was in your hood. Uh, but getting back into a house where you actually just have room, you know, because Manhattan is it's you suffer a lot. You suffer a lot of indignities to live. in Oh Manhattan. yeah, oh yeah. Just going to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that alone. Uh, you know, you get the guys. I always say this because people are like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to raise Lincoln in the city, all the culture. 
I'm like, yeah, I, I never get out of bed saying to myself, like, if only my 10-year-old could see one more man masturbating on a sidewalk, <laughs> he'd really have, like, you know, that intellectual stimulation he needs. No, I'm done. I was done with the city. I worked there. I get enough city on my way to work, Alex Meals. You get it, right? I do, too. That's all I need. I'm in and I'm out, and that's it. No more dog poop on the sidewalk. None of that strange smells. <laughs> well, that's the one thing about winter. Everybody in the city likes the winter because you can't smell the city anymore. Oh, yeah. That's oh, why, yeah. That's why they it's get great. such high attendance at the, at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, because we finally reached that temperature where you can be like, oh, it's good to be out here again, you know? <laughs> There's like a very sweet spot about two months in here, and we're in that sweet spot right now. Yeah, it's, we, after the, you know, it's after the summer swampiness. It's after all the tourists, and it's before the tourists come for Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is the sweet spot yeah. of the city. The real sweet spot for Manhattan, it really is, though. It's like after the summer tourists go home and before the Knicks season starts because that's when yeah. it gets really ugly. Uh, Alex Mills, this was a hoot. We're gonna, I'm going to see you in the Death Star today. We'll talk. We'll catch up. I'll give you all the gossip. I got a lot for you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Excellent work. I'll see you soon, buddy. Have fun uh, escaping Jersey. See you, buddy. Uh, there he goes. <laughs> Alex Meals, everybody. So much fun. So Alex, by the way, young Alex, who's a great guy, um, young Alex is a superstar producer at Fox and uh, he's one of my he's a, he's a member of my elevator mafia like a uh-huh. dude that I've literally just befriended from riding in elevators with I right. have a bunch of missile silos around the building did it start with like the eyebrows up and like the, the <laughs> like the up nod you know started you know nod. I like to build coalitions right uh, El Dad Euron is a, like executive producer at Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. I've known him for like three years, but didn't know that's what his job was because he was just an uh, a, a elevator mafia guy that we just tell jokes and laugh at each other and move on. And the other day we wound up in an actual conversation like outside of an elevator. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I had no idea. Like I'm assuming he thought I was the guy who delivers the, the New York Post to all the cubicles and stuff. I don't right. think he knew I had a job in the building <laughs> based on the way I dress. He's like, well, this guy's clearly sneaking past security pretty effectively. Uh, but yeah, Alex, a, a shout out to him and all members of the Jimmy Fallon Elevator Mafia. Because right we are taken over. By taking over, I do mean this salad bar on 42. That's where we have all of our sway. But when we come back, Sean and I will do some quick headlines, and we'll call it a day right here on Everybody Calm Down. Mattel presents Walk Barbie, the toy that takes offense to everything. Like, what do you mean? You're giving me a dream house? How do you know what my dream house is? Oh, like a woman can't think for herself. I get it. Woke Barbie comes with a gorgeous pink Corvette that you can drive anywhere. Well, like, why isn't this electric? Do you even realize how much you're devastating the environment? Woke Barbie. The toy that comes with everything except a boyfriend. Because she's too damn annoying. Ken left me, but whatever. I couldn't stand the way he was always assuming my dog's gender. What a monster. It's okay, Jacob. So she's out there if you want to date her. Woke Barbie. (laughs) She's on the market. The dog's name is Jacob. (laughs) That's the point. Who writes this shit? <laughs> the name of the show is Everybody Calm Down. We're trying to soothe you right now yeah. with this calming music we're playing. This 8-bit video game jam. <laughs> uh, woke Barbie. Show and pick her up. Take her out on a date. Get a nice... You can take her out for drinks. Just make sure you bring a metal straw. She's going to stab you in the face. Antoine C. writes on the show tomorrow. If all goes according to plans. One of my favorite guys to talk politics with anywhere. I feel bad for Alex Meals because he is a class of broadcaster, a class of person who he is classy. Now, I don't mean deep down. I mean, he's from Ohio like Jenny. So he's probably a dirtbag, but he presents well. <laughs> he presents really well. Well, he's a Mictors guy. Of course, sure. he's an absolute Mictors guy. But I do think he's thrown by a little bit of the antics on this show. Well, yeah, you know, he's a little stiff, but it's not. He's, you know, he's freaked out. He hears me talking about people masturbating on sidewalks. That's a lot mm-hmm. for young Alex. Mm-hmm. But in my defense, I just interviewed Nick DiPaolo for 30 minutes. It's true. 
no one's playing any defense. Yeah, Nick DiPaolo is the 2001 Rams, the greatest show on turf. You're just spreading out the receivers and throw, 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 throw. Yeah, We're I mean, putting points on the board. You definitely took it down a peg for Alex, so yeah, I'm know. sure he appreciates it. <laughs> we tried to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> we stuck we stuck to sideway masturbation you know, and sub, <laughs> subway pee, you know, like the class gals we are. Uh, a couple quick headlines, Sean Barry. You ready to do this? I am. Can I just play video game music this whole segment? If you want. Someone's screaming out loud on the train right now. <laughs> no! <laughs> Please! You're driving me crazy! <laughs> I'm going to play as much of it as we have in the cart right now. Right. Because I, I like this stuff. I think it's funny. Uh, the anonymous author. I meant to bring this up with Alex. He's too busy bashing his new home state. <laughs> <laughs> Such good hosts. We're like, the show's called Everybody Calm Down. We invite people on and attack them. Well, <laughs> like, I, hey, chill out. I find that New Jersey and Long Island are so similar. Even oh, yeah, they people, are. People, I mean, the fact we both have the shoreline, and ultimately what it comes down to, the reason we hate each other, it's because it's so annoying to try to get to oh, yeah, that's the other. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The bridges. If you try traveling in or out of the bridges, the bridge and tunnel so, crowd. So therefore, I have to hate them. So I don't have to go there all the yeah. time. If we could just annul them, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> we wouldn't have to do it anymore. So the anonymous author, they wrote an anti-Trump. I remember this story. But back in April, the New York Times ran an anti-Trump op-ed that was written by someone who worked inside the White House. Mm. So it was an anonymous person saying, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, I kind of remember crazy. this. He's yeah. crazy. You know, we got to get rid of this guy. And everybody's like, well, that's all you need to know, anonymous person. Well, anyway, that anonymous person is now putting out a book. Oh. How does that book signing work? <laughs> like, really, do you Mr. go? Mr. X. Do you, meet, do you meet them? Do they have, like, their face pixelated? Hold on a second. I forgot I owe you guys one. Here we go. Hold on. Excuse me. I digress. Yeah. So how does it go? I mean, really? It's anonymous. You didn't put your name, you gutless. I mean, uh, uh, how much validity does it have, though, at that That's point? If it's anonymous. It's uh, a it's a book without a spine, so to speak. You know? But it is. It's like ridiculous. That. And, uh... Someone was saying to me yesterday, they're like, yeah, well, we'll know it's barren if it's written at, like, a 12-year-old level. I'm like, whoa, whoa, if it's written at a 12-year-old level, that doesn't rule out the president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't rule out Eric. Could be an Don Jr. <laughs> you know, these are nice people, but let's not pretend there's a valedictorian speech in any of their futures. Right. You know? Uh, but, I don't know, this book is coming out, and, you know, again, the news is a choose-your-own-adventure now. This book means... Trump is Hitler and we got to get him out of office immediately if you wanted to. It also means there's a deep state effort being made to undercut him if you wanted to. Right. And that's the nice thing about coming to everybody calm down is we can just lay your choices out. You can go take them without us. Sure. We ain't coming. We're going to drink Michter's after this. Mm -hmm. I ain't, you save the world. Yeah. What the fuck am I saving the world for? <laughs> you know what I was doing on my 33rd birthday? Driving a taxi. That's not the guy who saves the world. Maybe in like a Kurt Russell movie it is, like you an Escape what? from New York. Yeah. But until that, until we're facing apocalyptic standards, you know, we don't need a Jimmy Fallon to come off the bench. Let me slang my C-plus jokes and drink my Michter's. You guys figure it out on your own. Cheers. I agree with that. Thank Thank you, President Obama. <laughs> Always nice when a president gets behind you. <laughs> you know. Tennessee police arrested a white man. A white man. Mm. A white man. What? Whose real name is Tupac Shakur. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> it can happen. That's a true story. That is a true story. Gentleman changed his name. Timothy Stephen Oliver to Tupac Shakur like 10 years ago. Did he do it like with the number two? No, no. Tupac, T-U-P-A-C, <laughs> Shakur. And uh, he was arrested for the cops. We're trying to arrest him on a, pro on a probation violation, but he pulled a knife on him and started swinging it. Well, that'll do it. They beat him up. They found methamphetamines in his waistband and, and on his person, and he's going to jail. So, hey, they said it would never happen, but Tupac and Suge Knight are back together again. Suge's <laughs> <laughs> in jail. He's hanging out, but... Uh, funny on site those weird people who do stuff like this right because it's a class of guy this has got to be a subreddit somewhere like weirdos oh for sure who who gave themselves celebrity names and went with it wasn't there remember there was a guy in jersey who had like was trying to name his kid adolf and like the court wouldn't let him or something yeah like do you remember that nazi guy who had two brides he was from jersey it's probably like a five-year-old story okay weirdo guy but he had like legally changed his name to adolf hitler Right. You know, which is a, um, come on, man. What a douche. You know, but obviously, but uh, attention-seeking yeah. douchebag. Use your own name and make a name for yourself, you know? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, I don't mean make a name for yourself. Don't listen to Sean. 
I'm still, you know what? <laughs> what the hell did you just say? No, don't listen to Sean. But the point is, there's weird people everywhere. And if, if you know some, send them our way. Send it on Twitter, at Jimmy Fallon. I, lo- I love to do these stories. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the human condition that sure. tells a man, a white man, yeah. <laughs> that he should legally change his name to Tupac Shakur. You know what I've been meaning to do? Yeah. Change my name. <laughs> because let's talk about this. Tupac. The white guy who changes his name to Tupac Shakur, legally. Uh-huh. What's he driving? An, 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 a Dodge Neon, but what year is it? Like, what year is the Dodge Neon? <laughs> what awful color is yeah. it? How badly are the peel-on window tints looking on this car? Because <laughs> this is not, this is not as Charlie Sheen would say, this guy is not hashtag winning. No. Not anything. Uh, but he's off to the big house now. We wish him the best of luck. <laughs> Group of sex offenders in Butts County, Georgia. Are suing the police. Yeah, that's I know. By the way, that's a real story. <laughs> How about we move them to another county? Maybe the problem is the county. It's on their yeah. mind. <laughs> Too easy. Stuff writes itself. Yeah, a group of sex offenders in Butts County, Georgia, suing the police for hanging signs on their homes that urge kids not to trick or treat there. And they're saying it like shames them because they're on the sex offender registry. Yeah, they should feel shame. I, I think so. I mean, I don't know what the legal ramifications are. Are the police allowed to do something like that? Hang a sign on I your house? I think that's the civil rights thing. That's, I mean, that's that's the problem they're having mm-hmm. is that the um, the issue here is that yes, there is a, a, a registered, there's a sex offender list that you have to be on. Right. And you can look it up online and see all the sex offenders in your neighborhood. You sure can. Yeah. How do you think we met? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sure. <laughs> Sean is point one miles away. <laughs> We met on an app called Flasher. <laughs> Like-minded dirtbags you can find. But uh, they have the right to put you on this registry, but that's the legal gray area of do they have the right to come and tag your house. Right, and how do they tag it? If someone put a sign on my house, the I would just take it down. That, well, that's what I mean. But the sign literally says, do not trick-or-treat here. This person is a member of the registered sex offender right. list. I don't even want that list. You well, know, well, it's also biased because you, you, you hear registered sex offender. You immediately think, oh, he did something to children. Yeah. But it could be like you got caught pissing in a park somewhere. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? What I mean. It well, could be anything weird. Well, that's their concern. Not to say that that's it's like okay, It's but. like federal watch list and no fly list. You can get mm-hmm. on them for doing almost nothing, meaning there's an arbitrary guideline to getting on them. One guy's on them because he built a bomb. Right, right. Another guy's on them because he has the same last name as the guy who built the bomb. Right. You know, which is an issue. Um, so it's hard to quantify how they wind up on the sex offender list, and I think that's a lot of what their argument is. Mm-hmm. But if you want to save Halloween, I think, honestly, we need signs that say who gives away apples. You know, right. this is the old lady who gives away pennies. Yeah, raisins. Hang yeah, hang up the raisins woman, <laughs> the California raisins <laughs> woman. Those. Save us the trouble. Because to be honest with you, on Halloween, I'd rather get a hand job from some ex- out-of-work truck driver <laughs> than get fed raisins. As a, if you could talk to fat 12-year-old Jimmy Fallon, I'd rather come inside and get groped <laughs> than get a... You know, one of those lousy, lousy candy bars, you know, is all I'm trying to say. Make Halloween, make Halloween great again is yeah. what I say. And I think Sean Barry is with me. I think that's what we need to do. So we move on. The Sabaro Pizza Restaurant. Oh, Times Square. In Times Square. Yeah. It's closing after 23 years. Oh. That's a sad one. Yeah. We, me and Vic were singing in the control room last night. Sabaro, Sabaro, <laughs> we love you. Are you closing, Sabaro? Yeah. <laughs> you made us get sick. Four days, yeah. Sabaro was the place you go if you eat pizza with a knife and fork. That's where you go. Well, you know what it was. It was the that was my f- favorite thing about Sabaro is they were like better than home cooking. I'm like, all your customers are homeless. It's right. all homeless people that live in there. It's like Elmo. It's homeless and tourists. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And uh, after 23 storied years mm. in Times Square. I guess the rent got too high. Huh? So the rent is too damn high. Yeah. I think as, as, as a wise man once said, the rent is too damn high. And uh, they said they're going to find another location. I was like, why? Right. Haven't the people in New York been through enough? <laughs> like, do we really <laughs> Do we need more Sbarro? Yeah, more pizza in general. You know, I want to say this, though, about pizza snobbery, because it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone claims to have the best slice. But yeah, but everybody also likes to dump on pizza. Right. It's all pretty good. Right. It's hard to screw up pizza. Well, Sauce that, and cheese. That the, like the old street joke, uh, it's like bad sex and bad pizza are both kind of the same because even if it's bad, it's still kind of good. I would think so, yeah. Right. I would think so. Do you want to tell street jokes? I'll tell. I'll I tell know some you good will. street jokes. I got, I got terrible ones. Oh, I grew up in like a street joke family. My Uncle Sonny always had good street jokes that I always got a kick out of. I always screw them up. I'm yeah. just bad at telling jokes. <laughs> I forget part of it. Like, wait, wait, wait. Forget that. Go back. Wait, wait. I know. That's not what he said. I just get it all wrong. 
Sean Barry. Yeah. Um, so Sabaro's gone uh, too soon. But with the, the pizza snobbery, I was going to say that earlier, it's pizza. You're right. doing fine. Yeah, exactly. Sauce, cheese. People are like, yeah, I don't like it's greasy or it's this or it's that. It's all good. Right. I mean, you're eating pizza. Yeah, or if how, you like one, just go get it there. That's how spoiled we are in this country. Right. People in Venezuela are literally killing zoo animals for dinner. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like the shape of the pepperoni. I'm going to walk another block. Such fat, spoiled children. You know that? We, we need to, seriously, we need to get it back together. Sean Barry. You know, but anyway, we should move on. Hold on. Taking our time. Oh, here's a fun one for you, you know. Chinese pet cafe where dogs are dyed black and white to look like pandas hmm. is sparking controversy in the country. In China? In China. They have these. You have to see them. They're called panda dogs or dog mm-hmm. pandas. They sound adorable. They're taking like Akitas that are black and spraying a big white patch into the middle and vice versa and making them look like pandas. They're awesome looking. And everybody here is screaming like, oh, that's inhumane to, to paint the dogs like that. I'm like, yo, that's better than what they're doing at the other pet cafes in China. Because yeah, <laughs> when they say the pet cafe, they do mean pet cafe. Right. <laughs> the dog doesn't come with spray paint. He comes with a side of sauce, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, again, it's not good. Well, but there, there's like legitimate ways to dye an animal's hair that is totally humane and fine. I mean, if that's the way they're doing it, I don't see the problem. No. And also, it's China. So, the, you know, whatever they do, what are we going to do about it? And just get upset? Nothing, apparently. Nice. Whatever they do, we're going to do nothing. We're going to tweet an apology. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're, we're sorry uh, the NBA offended you right. because you put uh, yeah. ethnic Uyghurs and steal their organs and throw them into labor camps. <laughs> we're sorry. That's what we're going to do. We're going to apologize mm-hmm. to China because yeah. they're humiliating these dogs. But you want to know something? We have no grounds to apologize to China because we're humiliating pets on Instagram every goddamn day. Exactly right. No cat wants to put on a costume and get <laughs> photographed. I'm sick of the celebrity cats. No dog, you know? My right. dog's a pirate. No, your dog's abused. Yeah. Your dog doesn't want this shit, you know? Yeah, your dog's got legs. Let him walk around. Yeah, Stop so caring. shut up about China. If you want to get mad at them eating dogs, yeah, maybe. Right. But but the but the die in the hair thing, I can't. I This is not, you know, the hill we, we're going to die on, okay? Rin, tin, tin. We move on is what I say. It's what I say. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Apparently the dogs don't like it either. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, Sean Barry, we move on. Uh, oh, I don't know if you saw this one. Video has gone viral of a naked man. Do you want to guess the state? <laughs> Do you have to guess the state? Go ahead. Video has gone viral of a naked man who stole a flag off a sightseeing yacht in Florida. Hmm. Because, of course, it was Florida. Uh, he was basically, guy's in pretty good shape, too. It's a surveillance video that shows him running along a dock, jumping onto the boat, completely naked, nothing on. <laughs> I love it already. It's great. Runs up the stairs, pulls the flag off the boat, runs back out of frame. You see his cheeks on the way out. <laughs> it's like, obviously guy drinking and someone dared him to exactly. go do something. They haven't caught the guy. I hope they don't. Let yeah. him go. Kennedy, Kennedy had a joke last night, which is like, she was, he wasn't armed, but police are urging the public to use caution because he had a suspicious package. Oh, <laughs> bang. Oh. Pow. Zing. Who's telling that joke on cable news? Nobody else. That's right. We don't care. That's who we are. None of this serious hokey pokey bullshit. <laughs> we're not on the Kennedy show. We're not trying to sway your opinion because we're well aware that if a bunch of idiots like us are in charge, the country's doomed anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're just having fun. We are just slow dancing in a burning room on the Kennedy show. <laughs> we're having a great time. <laughs> but yeah, this guy, uh, police are looking for the guy. I don't know that they find him. Who cares? We move on. A judge... Oh, I owe you guys some video game music. Hold on. That's a good one. Excite Bike? Yeah, I love this one. Great one. A judge has forced Johnny Depp to release his alcohol and drug use records as part of his $50 million lawsuit, his defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard. We're supposed to be keeping records? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> we get my log. It's <laughs> funny, like, yeah. What, what does it mean? Yeah, this is, uh, here's the contract I signed to do Pirates of the Caribbean 9. I was clearly high that day. <laughs> <laughs> to think that was a good idea. Like, I, how else, I don't know how you do quantify a thing like that. Right. And uh, he's suing her for $50 million because his claim is that when she, last year, posted all those photos of herself beat up, right. they were fake. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. You know, we live in a, we're supposed to be believing all women. 
Um, so I don't want to cast doubt on this because I don't want to make it any harder for other victims to come forward. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think it was a brilliant legal strategy by him to do the old, it wasn't me. Cause in this day and age, it runs the clock out. And the further you get from the story, the less anybody cares in society. Right. So my hunch after looking at it and reading what I've read about him is that it probably was probably him is my hunch. I'm not saying it was. Don't sue me, Johnny Depp. Uh, my hunch is that it might have been him, but it's still a brilliant legal strategy to pull a shaggy and be yeah. like, it wasn't me. See, I've, I've heard the other. I've heard that. Uh, that it was man, fake? Yeah, that she, Amber Heard is kind of uh, notorious for this sort of behavior. Really? Was like really physically abusing him, actually. Well, I, I mean, I could see that. She yeah. could definitely take Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I think most Especially because he's plastered. <laughs> and he's he's like doing MC Hammer <laughs> stuff with his money. Yeah. I love that Johnny Depp's out spending like the Russians are in New Jersey and we're yeah. all going to be dead any minute now. Yeah, he's, he's buying pirate ships and wine and... Like, he really is Jack Sparrow. He's not acting anymore. No, no, no. He's Jack Sparrow. You know it's bad when Nicolas Cage is like, you're getting weird, man. You gotta, yo, you gotta chill out. Hold on, I couldn't hear you over the rhinestones on this Elvis jumpsuit I'm wearing to the mall. Nicolas Cage is out of his mind. But get it together, Johnny Depp. Let's hope these two can kiss and make up, is what I say. Oh, boy. Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. They have a documentary coming out about the Royals. And mm-hmm. uh, she's doing a woe is me thing now where mm-hmm. she's saying she didn't know what she was getting herself into when she married Prince Harry. Aww. She didn't know it was going to be this hard. Aww. Jessica Tarlove, uh, the belle of the bowl, as far as I'm concerned, was telling me on Fox News the other day, she's drawing this comparison, which a lot of Megan's defenders are. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've got to understand, she's just a new mom. Mm. Like, oh, and, and Tarlove even said this to me. I don't smack her down often on the radio, but she earned this one. And she's a great friend of the show, so don't make it sound like I'm attacking her. But she was like, yeah, I mean, think, put yourself in her shoes when Jenny just had Lincoln. I'm like, whoa, 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 Jenny just had Lincoln. Right. I was driving a cab for 16 hours a day. Right. Jenny was on her own. She had a C-section. She was home alone within two days. With a baby. With a baby. Not that's waking up at all hours of the night. And a baby that was like an adult-sized baby, to be clear. Yeah. And Meghan Markle has 71 assistants. She fires three of them a day. Mm-hmm. She only sees this kid for photo ops. And let's just assume she is a hands-on doting mom. I don't want to take that away from her because she might be. Right. The point is she still has so much infrastructural support. She's a royal. Right. She is a royal. And uh, she has, you know, um, kings. She, she's any royal type of royal you can think of. You know, the only... What, like, what 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 did Jenny have? Like nothing to worry about either as far as you can sit back and know that even if something uh, medically bad were to happen to your child, you know there'd be just people probably in the next room, doctors and surgeons wait, waiting to just take care of your kid. Oh, yeah. Food everywhere. You don't have to worry about getting that formula, getting the food. I mean, everything is cooked for you and prepared. I mean, yeah. give me a break. Oh. Hey, listen, I get the postpartum thing. You know, I've seen my wife yeah. go through four different, Fine. you know, times of, of giving birth. And I've seen what hormones can do. Uh-huh. And it is amazing. Um, it's a lot. It is a lot. And so I, I will, you know, sidle in with that. But that is a more of a generalization of hormones rather than, dude, you're in a, like the best possible situation. You're a royal. For this, yeah. You're living in a castle. Stop it. I don't doubt that this can be a stressful gig. But in terms of my ability to have sympathy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that concludes the video game sound portion of the show today. <laughs> and also to say that you didn't know what you were getting into. Come on. Yes, you did. Of course she did. Stop she it. was trying to use this as a trampoline to bigger fame. And it's, she's gotten what she needs is what she's really telling us. Right. And she knows now they can get divorced and she'll be just as relevant because mm-hmm. she's an ex-member of the family and they all stay relevant for a while because right. there's no one coming along to get married because all the kids are like 15 years younger than them. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, 15 years younger. The kids are like two and three. Right. I think the oldest one is five, which means she's got the spotlight for the next 20 years. Right. She good here. You know, she just probably is wrestling with the fact that, yeah, I did... Um, marry into this family and subject myself to all of this, which has been beneficial to her career and her relevance. It's probably dawning on her, though, that it isn't worth it for a guy who's not going to be king because he's not going to be. I mean, he's only going to be king if it's like a literal Game of Thrones scenario where he starts showing up with flying dragons and killing people. Awesome. Uh, Again, you talk about leading flaw first. (laughs) I vote for Harry. If he shows up, starts whacking people. We I'd get act, this rogue redhead. I'd actually start paying attention to this family if uh, they started killing each other off. That'd yeah, because be nobody cares. No, nobody does. Nobody Everyone, cares. Everybody calm down. And finally, yeah, everybody calm down. <laughs> the CEO of Dick Sporting Goods <laughs> is reportedly testing his chances of making a third-party presidential run. Come on. <laughs> he just wants to How lose does that all work? of his money. Is that what he wants to do? A hope and change. Make America great again. 
Show us your dicks. <laughs> What's the slogan? Because to, to the point of this episode today about continuity, right. it should be his slogan. And he shouldn't apologize for it. Right. Because why? We don't need the filter. We don't need the, the veneer. We're a disgusting people living in a disgusting time right now. Right. That's why we were apoplectic that that bit we played at the start of the show bleeped out the word ass. It's bleeping out ass <laughs> in a grab her by the pussy world. Right. Who is bleeping out, you know? Give me a break. They're cursing on TV. It's true. They're out of control is what they are. That's why we tell you to drink a mixtures and calm down. It's mm. fun. You got to watch this like it's sports. None of you are making a difference in the world. None of you. I don't mean to put you down, but no one is converting anyone else on Twitter. There's never a moment where they're like, oh, you got me. Right. I'm a Republican now. <laughs> nah, I'm a Democrat now. You win. Let me take off this red hat yeah. and I'll come hang out with you in your vagina hat. Yeah. Or vice versa. Right. And take off my twat hat. And come put on one of these red hats. It's not happening. Right. So just walk away. There's more progress to be made by leaving the negotiating table than by continuing to stand over it and screaming at each other, you idiots. Have a mictors. Watch the Kennedy program Monday through Thursday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. How about stream my stand-up special on Amazon Prime? Do it. I'm supposed to be working on another one right now. And as far as they know, I am. <laughs> as far as they know. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, check out the Blue Rush podcast tomorrow on the New York Post. And uh, write us a nice review online. We get nice write-ups from people in Hollywood. Love it. How about you guys step up to the plate, you <laughs> bunch of dicks? <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow with Antoine Seawright. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.